welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for September 23. My name is John Mason. It's great you could join us. The world loves to laugh. Comedians will always have an audience. Yet Jesus says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. These words of Jesus' second beatitude in his Sermon on the Mount are the theme of today's reflection. Let me now read from Psalm 105. O give thanks to the Lord, call on His name, make known His deeds among the peoples. Sing to Him, sing praises to Him, tell of all His wonderful works. Glory in His holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and His strength, seek His presence continually. And now let us pray as our Lord Jesus has taught. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Andrew Pearson will now lead us in further prayer. A prayer for peace. God of the nations, whose kingdom rules over all, have mercy on our broken and divided world. Shed abroad your peace in the hearts of all people, and banish from them the spirit that makes for conflict so that all races and people may learn to live as members of one family and in obedience to your laws, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A prayer for everyone in need. O God, creator and preserver of all people, we humbly pray for all sorts and conditions of men and women, that you would be pleased to make your way known to them, your saving power among all nations. We commend to your fatherly goodness all who are in any way afflicted or distressed with any kind of sickness or sorrow, anxiety or need. Lord, we particularly pray for your comfort for those who are grieved by the loss of loved ones at this time. We pray for the ongoing research into a vaccine and cure for COVID-19. We also pray for the many who are out of work, Give wisdom and compassion to leaders, enabling them to facilitate an effective economic recovery, and so provide opportunity for work for everyone. Lord, we also pray for those who are in physical, mental, or emotional danger at this time. Father, may it please you to comfort and relieve them according to their needs, giving them patience in their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. All this we ask for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 5, verses 3 through 12. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. 
Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The world loves to laugh. Comedians will always have an audience. People don't like killjoys who ruin the party. Yet Jesus says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. He doesn't mean that God's people are always to be gloomy or morose. Still less is he saying that they are to wallow in self-pity. He has in mind the grief we experience when we become aware of the purity of God and the reality of the dark side of our nature. Isaiah the prophet was keenly aware of this when he saw a vision of the glory of God in the temple. Holy, 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 the angel sang. He despaired. Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, he said. It's the cry of someone who, thinking they are good enough for God, discovers they are not. None of us is. Malcolm Muggeridge, a former editor of the British Punch magazine, wrote, The depravity of men and women is at once the most unpopular of all dogmas, but the most empirically verifiable. Paul the Apostle writes, Who will rescue me from this body of death? The creed occur of one of the criminals crucified with Jesus echoes the grief Jesus is talking about in his beatitude. Don't you fear God, the dying criminal, said to his colleague? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. Turning to Jesus, he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. This man was no saint, yet something about Jesus stirred hope within him. Perhaps it was the contrast between Jesus' prayer of forgiveness for his tormentors and the anger of his friend. This man knew Jesus was innocent. This man's done nothing wrong, he said. Today you'll be with me in paradise, Jesus promised. There's another aspect of grief, grief for the world's sin. Are there not times when we grieve over the injustices, the human trafficking, the looting and destruction that has accompanied the current protests? Or the influence of an incipient Marxism with its anti-God philosophy in schools, universities and the media? Increasingly we see around us a world that has lost sight of the reality of God, and we weep. Down through the ages, God's people have wept at the plight of men and women trapped in the darkness of their own ego. Calvin did. So did George Whitfield, John Wesley, John Newton, William Wilberforce, and the Earl of Shaftesbury. 
God's people are realists. We understand that death is a reality to be faced. We know that sin is unspeakably ugly in the light of God's purity. We also know that eternity exists and that we're all rushing towards it. We understand that God not only exists but has spoken, revealing the alternatives that will come to pass. Life or death, pardon or condemnation, heaven or hell. My followers, Jesus says, mourn because of the sins and blasphemies of the nation. Mourn because of the erosion of the very concept of truth. They mourn over the greed, the cynicism, the lack of compassion evident everywhere. They mourn, even that there are so few who mourn. Where then is their comfort in this troubled world? Blessed are those who mourn, Jesus says, for they shall be comforted. In grieving our own sin, we are comforted with the knowledge of Jesus' complete forgiveness when we turn to him with an honest and repentant heart. Paul the Apostle tells us in his letter to the Colossians that the charges that stand against us have been nailed to the cross of Christ. The future tense in Jesus' beatitude, shall be comforted, stands behind Paul's words. For the comfort we long for from God could only happen once Jesus' perfect sacrifice had been made. The cross of Christ holds out to us the true comfort and joy because we now have peace with God. John Newton, who wrote the hymn Amazing Grace, the music for which forms the bookends of this podcast, said, I am not what I ought to be. I am not what I hope to be. But by the grace of God, I am not what I was. And there's more. Insofar that we mourn the lostness of people around us, there's the comfort that comes when they respond to God's good news. In Colossians chapter 1, Paul writes that the gospel, the word of the truth is how he puts it, has come to you. In the world it is bearing fruit and growing. Too often we don't experience this aspect of God's comfort because, silenced by or fearful of the voices around us, we have ceased to promote God's good news. Which brings us to another layer of comfort, the comfort that history is moving to an end point. A day will come when Christ will be revealed in all of his might, majesty, dominion and power. Our own relationship with God, now hidden in Christ, will be revealed in all its glory. Before you go to bed this evening, why not read Jesus' words afresh? Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. You may want to kneel beside your bed and open your heart to God. And as you pour out your heart to Him, ask Him for His full and free forgiveness. Pray also for your family, friends, colleagues, and the nation. When we put our lives in the hands of the Lord Jesus, His promise of comfort rings true. His plan is to turn this troubled world, this veil of tears, into a dawn of lasting comfort and joy. His death has made it possible. His resurrection assures us of it. Almighty and everlasting God, You hate nothing that you have made, 
and you forgive the sins of all who are penitent. Create in make in us new and contrite hearts, so that we, lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain from you, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. People involved in today's podcast are John Mason, speaker and writer, Andrew Pearson, the Dean and Senior Minister of the Cathedral Church of the Advent, Birmingham, Alabama, Catherine Jacob, a member of the Cathedral Ministry Team, and music is from the Cathedral under the direction of Dr. Frederick Teardew and Zachary Hicks. Prayers are drawn from an Australian prayer book, 1978, and the Bible readings are from the New Revised Standard Version. Thank you for joining us today. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you.